0: February is Black History Month, and in light of that, I've been spending time reflecting on the stories of people of color from throughout our nation's history. Many of you might know the story of Harriet Tubman. Born a slave in Maryland, Tubman was beaten and whipped by her various masters as a child. Early in life, she suffered a traumatic head wound when a slave owner threw a heavy metal weight intending to hit another slave, but hit her instead. The injury caused dizziness, pain, and spells of hypersomnia throughout her life. She was a devout Christian and experienced strange visions and dreams. Which she said were from god in 1849 tubman escaped to philadelphia just take a moment to imagine this scenario in the excitement she must have felt now look at what she does next she spent years in the north resting getting into a stable situation working toward having a high quality of life and high wages and then once her life was completely figured out then she returned south to help a few slaves get free because she felt bad that they didn't have good things like her no That is not how the story goes. It says that after escaping to Philadelphia, she immediately returned to Maryland to rescue her family. Slowly, one group at a time, she brought relatives with her out of the state and eventually guided dozens of other slaves to freedom. Traveling by night and in extreme secrecy, Tubman, or some called her Moses, never lost a passenger. Tubman's focus was on rescuing others who were enslaved by this massive injustice. She did not do it because it was a cool social movement. She did not do it to get those slaves a better quality of life like white people. She returned because slavery was wrong, because it was an urgent injustice being perpetrated right before her eyes. After the Fugitive Slave Act of 1850 was passed, she helped guide fugitives further north into British North America and helped newly freed slaves find work. When the Civil War began, Tubman worked for the Union Army, first as a cook and nurse and then as an army scout and spy, the first woman to lead an armed expedition in the war, she guided the raid at Combahee Ferry, which liberated more than 700 slaves. She fought for justice in secret and she fought for justice publicly, but in both, she risked her life. She sacrificed her well-being, and she saw the desperate need of others before the minor wants of herself. Tubman's story is incredibly inspiring. And what's so sweet is that her story is such a parallel to the story of our savior. Jesus did this. But the difference is that he did not start in slavery. He entered the broken injustice of our world by his own choosing from the perfection of heaven. Hebrews 2, 14 to 15 describes it this way. Since therefore the children share in flesh and blood, Jesus himself likewise partook of the same things, that through death he might destroy the one who has the power of death, that is, the devil, and deliver all those who through fear of death were subject to lifelong slavery. In this passage, who are the slaves? I am. You are. We all are. Here's how the Bible describes our slavery in Galatians 4. In the same way, we also, when we were children, were enslaved to the elementary principles of the world. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent the Spirit of His Son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son, and if a son, then an heir through God. As we enter Black History Month, we remember the utter devastation that white supremacy has caused on this world, this country, this state, and even this city. There's no possible way for me to relate with the physical reality that was experienced by people of color throughout this nation's history. But I am learning deeply from their stories. It has been bringing my soul in touch with the reality and devastation of injustice. But we can relate on a spiritual level because everyone, everyone is born a slave spiritually. But I fear that we do not grasp this. Do you understand the depth and the reality of the slavery you are born into? Does it affect you moment by moment and day by day in the way that you live and see this dead, broken world? You may consider yourself a son or daughter of God. But for that to be true, the Son of God left his place in the heavens to enter this broken and destitute world, to literally surrender himself to death on the cross so that you might be set free. Are you living like a slave set free? Are you living like Harriet? Or are you living like a northerner indifferent to the cause, unwilling to put your privileged situation in jeopardy for the justice of others around you? Or might you even be living like a southerner? unwilling to consider the ways in which you are reaping a reward on the backs of others around you, blind to your privileged status, blind to the oppression around you. How are you using your freedom? We serve a Savior who came to earth, humbled himself to the point of humanity, humbled himself to the point of washing the filthy feet of his disciples, humbled himself to entering the bad part of town in Samaria, humbled himself by interacting with the lowly, diseased, and outcasts, humbling himself to to rejection by his very own hometown and family, and ultimately humbling himself to the point of death on the cross. This is what Christians are called to. This is the upside-down world we fight for. This is what true Christianity is, being set free from slavery and immediately returning to rescue others. We have been set free to set others free. Galatians 5 says it this way, For you were called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. We are too quick to think about loving our neighbor as simply being nice to them. And that's a good start. That's an important thing to do. But to love them in the truest sense is to remember that we are slaves set free and then to enter into their world to help set them free, no matter the cost. Christians are missionaries. Missionaries are abolitionists. It's who we are. It's literally in our blood, the blood Jesus shed for our freedom. Evangelism isn't just something good Christians do. It is freeing spiritual slaves. Sharing the good news isn't just a good thing to do. It is rescuing spiritual slaves from captivity. Doing justice isn't just a recent social activity, it is opening our eyes to the spiritual reality of our world and choosing to not be silent. We are set free to set others free. Do you see others around you as enslaved to that same master? How would your actions change if you did? Do you remember your slavery to sin? How does this affect your appreciation of the gospel? Those who come to Christ later in life seem to be more passionate in their evangelism. Why? Those who never truly felt their slavery will feel very little need to set others free. But those who have felt the horrible trapping of slavery will stop at nothing to see others set free from the same misery. You have been set free, but how are you using that freedom? And if you have not been set free, I invite you to freedom through repentance and belief in Jesus Christ. Let's learn from Harriet. Let's live like Harriet. Let's learn from Jesus. And in the power of the Spirit, let's live like Jesus.